Hello all, welcome to the Hope Without Sight podcast with your hosts, Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans. The topic of this podcast will consist of many stories of people from various backgrounds and experiences who have had many challenges and have been able to successfully overcome them and rise to the top. So sit back and relax as we give you the best of these diverse stories. Because if you are feeling down and out, like you cannot make it in the world, then this podcast is the right one for you. Because if my guests can make it, so can you. Happy listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hope Without Sight with your host, Sailor Cooper. And normally, Tyler would be here. However, he uh, he has something else going on. Actually, it was my bad. Um, so it's just me. I didn't inform him in time, so it's just me today. But uh, this is episode 49. How about that? On today's episode, we have a very special guest. Her name is Wendy Weber. We have a privilege of introducing Wendy Weber, a truly remarkable individual whose life is a symphony of resilience, empowerment, with over five decades of experience as a parent owner. Wendy's vibrant spirit resonates with the colorful personalities of her feathered companions, but her story goes much deeper. As an energy healing practice, as an energy healing practitioner, Wendy channels her vibrant energy to transform lives and create a harmonious balance of well-being. Her journey takes us through her role as a founder of a Sharing Down Syndrome Parent Support Group in Phoenix back in 1983, showcasing her commitment to building a support community and fostering connections. Yes, we really do need that. For a decade, she served as an editor for the Sharing Newsletter, amplifying voices and bringing people together. Wendy's narrative takes a melodious turn as we explore her turn as we explore her journey as a longtime singer, songwriter, and lyricist. Her passion for music blends seamlessly with her love for singing and choirs, weaving harmonies that echo the spirit of unity. Her expertise in crafting parodies and original songs for individuals, organizations, events infuses joy and creativity to every note. Through Wendy's experiences, we learn about the transformative power of embracing life's challenges and empowering those around us. Her presence serves as a powerful reminder that each of us carries a unique melody that has the potential to inspire, uplift, and bring positive change to the world. Join us for an episode filled with stories of resilience, empowerment, and beautiful harmony that emerges when passion meets purpose. Let's take it away. Wendy Weber, give us all you got. How was that introduction? That was that was wonderful. And if I got my ukulele out, I'd say, thanks for the introduction, Sailor. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, he brings such light. He brings such light. Um, so wow. 
I don't know where to begin. You use music as therapy. What do you want to delve into today with me? As I have experience in, and not only am I a mother of a child with Down syndrome, but I'm a sister of my late of a person. My late brother had multiple disabilities. So I've been in their world my whole life. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about your experiences being around those people, raising them, because that's what Help Without Sight is about. It's about people who've overcome challenges in life and want to live a life where bliss reigns supreme. And I know you're living in full of bliss now, right? Most of the time. We can't do it every minute. Things happen. Like your dishwasher doesn't close because it's shifted. (laughs) That's a challenge. It is, for sure. All right, so that did not make me happy. Uh, No, what I'm seeing today, there's more support generally for siblings of people with disabilities. There was none when I was a kid. I didn't know other children who had a sibling with disabilities. I was alone. How do you talk about it with somebody who has no experience with it. They cannot feel what you feel. Now, a lot of what we like to do as kids is share our feelings and have people like us, right? I don't mean who like us to be, they're friendly, but are similar, maybe is a better word, to us. So they know what we're feeling. It's the same thing with parents. Other people say, I know how you feel. No, they don't. No, they don't. Because not, I'll take this into perspective. I'm disabled myself. I'm blind. And not a lot of people understand how I truly feel, let alone the experience that I go through, the experiences that I go through. And lately, I felt like there's been certain people, especially people who haven't known me all that well, uh, I don't say everybody, but there's been some who just don't accept me for who I am because they don't understand me. I know there's been a lot of improvement, people understanding each other more, but uh, yeah, it still needs to be addressed. We have to understand that everybody has unique challenges and that they have a purpose in life. Absolutely. My my brother couldn't do much. He had cerebral palsy, which I didn't even realize till much later. Uh, epilepsy and retardation. And I wrote an article in Medium that bounced back to me because they said um, for a specific publication within Medium, they took out uh, a paragraph that it was something that my mother had written. And she used the word retardation. Right. In those days, well, and still, the word retard is not a fun word. It's and it not meant to be derogatory. But the word retarded describe the situation meaning slow. Today we would say disabled. Uh, Intellectual um, disability. Developmentally, well, developmentally is what we call uh, Down syndrome. Developmentally disabled. And they, they 
many of them higher functioning people don't even like that but how do you describe something but my brother was slower and the word retardation applied in the context it was used you know when i i i ran away from people with disability i mean i loved my brother and he taught me a lot of things especially about loving he loved everybody unless his medication changes personality which happened once and my mom fought really hard to change it but when i had my daughter with down syndrome i was thrown right back into the arena closely and this is something that i haven't been talking about but i do now it just started to if I'd known before she was born that she had Down syndrome, I would have had an abortion immediately. And my oh. husband, my husband would have agreed because you didn't walk in my shoes. You didn't see what my parents went through. You didn't see what I went through with my brother. And I knew it's, it was forever. I didn't want that. I said, call that selfish, call that whatever. But you, you have to walk in my shoes, which you probably wouldn't fit because they're narrow, seven narrow quad heel. Nobody fits those my um but once she was born we did everything and she was a lovely young lady until recently the last few years when she she got alzheimer's oh my goodness but we had uh what i went through personally if i have to have a daughter with down syndrome she's gonna be the best darn kid with down syndrome she's gonna do this and that and everything and that you you your dreams change Exactly. You want you. We want to raise, parents want to raise their kids the best they could, and that's what my mom and my other family did. They gave me every yeah. every opportunity in life, and you see that's now, it. I'm thriving. Yeah. Well, my daughter does, didn't have, never had your ability to, you know, be alone and do all these things. She didn't have that. She still had had to have a lot of support and supervision. And it's even worse now she needs much more now she needs to be directed more but we did everything because she was alive she was born and she, she gave a lot of love and a lot of and as as my brother did in her own way she gave a lot of joy and and loves everybody and of course that means that she's trusting and you can't uh count on her to be in a stranger danger mindset she couldn't do it right and so to get this straight did her down syndrome cause her to have like cognitive impairments as well yeah. that's why she can't live by herself absolutely they the brain the brain is different it's not only that but they know from the down syndrome brain that everyone with down syndrome has alzheimer's like lesions in the brain the question is, will it get triggered or not? It's like anything else that we have, cancer or all kinds of things. If we don't take care of our bodies correctly, if we don't do all the right things and eat right and stay away from things we're not supposed to eat, you trigger it or you don't trigger it. And with my daughter, it was triggered early. Wow. And I have a good, I, I have an understanding why. I'm not going to go into that. People don't want your show to be canceled on YouTube. 
but what what we had was a wonderful relationship. We did as many things as she could handle that I could afford because her dad was out of the picture. You know, a while and that's ago. another thing too. I want to pause here. Yeah. I don't like that fathers can't deal with disabled people. I mean, disabled children. Well, not just disabled, but there's a lot of fatherlessness that happens in this world. I can't stand that. You see, I was born 30 years ago in Conroe, Texas, three months premature. And you see, normally that, my dad was not happy with the pregnancy with my mom and my, with, for my mom. And also, I had a twin sister. We were premature. And he was convinced that he would not survive. And he did not want to be in my life. How messed up is that? And it breaks my heart that this epidemic of fatherlessness exists. This has to change now. Come on, man. Come on, man. You, you know, you, you got your sperm. You, you, you helped conceive. Now I expect you to step up to the plate and be a dad. If you want to do that, then you know what? Don't conceive. It's, it's just that simple, right? No, it's, it's bad. And, you know, Wendy, you're a champion since your daughter's father was never involved. No, You're that's not, that's not it. You didn't let me finish. And oh, we, sorry. We got divorced. We were, he was with us for a long time. He did. Oh, you did get divorced? Into her, into her teens. And then we had a oh, divorce. Sorry. And then until he, he died uh, a few years ago, he contacted her once a year for her birthday. <laughs> but so he, he, but he had, he had his own mental illness. But in a nutshell, did, did he still like abandon her? Because no matter if they, no. Um, well, yes and no, but he, yes he, and no. Yeah, as he got worse with his mental illness, manic depression, yeah. as he got worse, his only recourse was he, he tried to escape, but he, he brought it with him, well, yeah, but, so- but he, but he, he made sure that I got full responsibility for her because he, he didn't want it. He couldn't handle it. It's not that he didn't get in touch with her ever again. Well, I mean, he, he was around in the formative years, which helped me be a stay-at-home mom and do all the things that I could for her. All of the, all of the volunteer work, all of the at-home reinforcement, all the things, all the activities that she and her siblings got to do, he facilitated that and we had the money for that. So, so he, was, he did not abandon us. But he until just couldn't his, deal with it. I mean, at until least his illness got well, he couldn't deal with much of anything. His illness yeah. got bad well, enough. But he did not he did not leave Layla because she was disabled. Not at yeah, all. Well, he, was, well, he was loving father to her. Oh well, sorry if I assumed like if he did. Sorry if I assumed, you know, but uh yeah. I, I'm still I'm making a point since it's on this episode. I, I I know people it happened to. I do. You so do, yeah. It, sorry it, if it, I assumed, but in your yeah. case, but uh, you know, I don't I don't what still, even though he did his best, no, he could have done better. I don't like fatherlessness that exists in this world. A lot yep. of fathers don't step up to the plate, and that's not good. This epidemic has to change. Yes. Well, there there are times when the women leave. The women uh, will leave. That's so true. That does happen, and then the father is the sole um, support. True. True. You know, it's it's best that both parents are involved in a child's life, you know? 
and then grandparents. So in, in Grand- our oh, yeah. family, my, my mother was very much involved. She, we lived in different places, but we would go back and visit and, and uh, Layla and my brother would see each other. And I have some uh, pictures of them kissing that they did not know that each other was differently able, shall we say. Exactly. And, you shouldn't use a word a disabled. You should, you should use differently abled. Right. But yeah. when you, if you're trying to describe the situation, sailor, if people aren't going to understand the other words, you have to go back and at least say what you mean by that and why you want to use the other language. Because if you want to make a point, people have to know why. Exactly. And it's okay. And that's also an education. It's an education. You know, what, one of the things that my brother and I used to do, we watched a lot of Westerns. Oh, man, I can sing most of the songs for those Westerns that we watched. And uh, we would sit at the piano when I was home where he was, and he was home from where he was living. And we, uh, when the piano moved to Phoenix with me, because we were in Chicago, my brother lived in the Chicago area. I brought an auto harp and we sang the same songs and that meant a lot to him. The music. The music, the music is. uh, Music got you through your dark times. Absolutely. Absolutely. When I had a tough time uh, with my husband and, and everybody, I sang in choir at my temple. That kept me from losing it. The music for many people makes a big difference, which is what I try to do with the songs that I write. Wow. So you've written many songs. Yeah. um, I have a great song I wrote about my mother and sang to her, edifying her when she was alive and in a group. So it was in public. And it's a song that I'm probably going to sing again because we're coming up on the anniversary of her death. Wow. I will sing that. And then this song, another person told me after hearing it, after I heard this song, I knew who this woman was. I have a song about Layla I wrote. The first original song, not being a parody, that I wrote for her bat mitzvah. And it still holds up to before she started sliding backwards with the brain shrinkage and this horrible, horrible illness. Hmm. How old is she now? She's 43. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's been coming on for a while. Looking back, there were signs that we didn't pay attention to because people with Down syndrome have certain behaviors that they, she picked it up from other people and we thought thought that's what was happening. So it was really hard to tell until she didn't remember anybody's birthday. That was the clue for me. And then I took her in. Uh, it, her brain had shrunk so much from average, but we don't know where it started out. That's something that needs to change that we need to do uh, testing and see where you're from and see, test periodically to see if there's been a change and then maybe you can do something about it. It's too late now, except slow it down to the extent that they can. It's, and then of course, two years of COVID wearing masks, restricting the oxygen 
You know what ox- restriction of oxygen does to the brain? It makes your brain worse. You, you, your brain exactly. will function. And exactly. that's why COVID was a very difficult time because I'm, I'm so glad these masks are done, you know. Hmm. I wouldn't even go back to services except occasionally, you know, Sabbath services until I didn't have to wear a mask anymore. We right. had it online, so I watched it online. It's just something that was important to me. And at least I could have services streaming. Now, regarding the Down syndrome, there are different uh, levels of it. It's a, yes. it's a spectrum, or what is it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a spectrum like anything else, like autism, like uh, cerebral palsy. It depends on what parts of the brain are affected, whether you're affected cognitively or physically. My brother was affected both. And I don't know if the retardation was from the cerebral palsy, have no idea. And there's no way to tell. And I don't think they could tell back then either. Well, I mean, they can't tell today. They couldn't tell back then. But I would say that Layla had been on the top third of say intelligence or ability in the spectrum, somewhere in the top third but she could never be by herself. So she was very smart. She just needed support, right? She's very smart, right? Well, there's some, mm, yes and no, it depends. It depends emotionally, maybe more. And it, when everybody asks, what is her functioning age? Well, what are you talking about? For mathematics, it's low. For Emotional intelligence, it's high. For caring about people, it's high. So it depends. She she went to camp for many years. She went to Girl Scout camp, equestrian, for nine years. And all I did was add an extra counselor to the session. Of course, I prepared and say, if this happens, you can do this. And this happens, you can do that. I got glowing letters from them that I asked for them saying that Layla couldn't tell me who she met and I knew the names of people and what she did. And they told me they learned so much from her. They did typically not have people with disabilities with Down syndrome going to Girl Scout camp. Wow. So he, they, uh, she taught them so much. That's cool. She did. And she, she still taught people even when she aged out of Girl Scout camp because after high school they didn't have it anymore but here's a gal that also did gymnastics she worked her way up to a lot of strength we used to call her Muscles Weber she was very strong gymnastics she was a good swimmer she learned to snorkel she did she went down River Rampage it was a special program they had years ago with the Phoenix Parks and Rec, uh, in conjunction with typical people, uh, typical. So they had half people with disabilities and half uh, kids uh, up to age 18, go down with staff, go down the San Juan River and there's rapids. She, she did that. And I, I, there's a video somewhere. I have to find it. That's great. So many things that I facilitated because I wanted her to be the best she could be, do the best she could, and have the most experiences. So I took some risks with that. Other parents don't do that. 
that's why other parents don't do that. I've done so many things in life too, because I'm blind and like I would go snow skiing and scuba diving, you know, it, I've been to camps as well. And it, I don't let anything stop me. And I'm glad you, you did the best you could for Layla. And I can't do it anymore. She, she uh, likes being in an apartment where it's familiar and she goes to the same day program she goes to because it's familiar. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. We just have to adapt to change, but at least you got your music going, you know, going for you to uh, get you through the hard times. Now, if you don't have anything else to share, of course, I want you to, I want to tell you about some events I'm doing. I'm expanding this podcast. I'm creating communities. I'm creating a membership community called the Blissful Life Community where people can hop on Zoom. I hope to launch it in September. I'll be sending uh, you an email of information, but it's for Blissful Life membership where it's a mastermind format where uh, myself and uh, my good co-host, we facilitate it and we teach each other how to live life blissfully, even in difficult times. That's um, that's partly skill and partly faith. Sure is. And people need to be able to marry the two, that they, they work together to believe that you can. You got it. Yeah. And so, um, but all my listeners... And of course, including you, if you can text bliss to this number, it's to 832-481-6806. You can opt in to the mini course, the Hope Without Sight to Blissful Life mini course to start your journey on living a blissful life, even in challenging times. Again, that is bliss, B-L-I-S-S, to 832 Four eight one six eight zero six. So, um, if you don't have anything else, do you have anything else you want to share? Well, the only other thing that I uh, want to mention is that I do energy healing, and that oh, great. that uh, the basis of what I do is I move the negative energy out and infuse positive energy. Why is it done that way in this method that I do? It's called energy mastery. Because if you have a wound, and negative energy causes wounds and is like a wound, yeah. you don't dress it until you clean it. Isn't that right, Sailor? That's right. I'm trying to clean up a bunch of wounds in my life right now. Well, not a bunch. I could say one. Um, I won't mention anything, but I've, I've had to deal with some difficult people um, yeah. over the past few months who just, they don't, they treat me very poorly and they just don't care about me. And, you know, I'm not going to take that. I'm either, sorry to hear either, that. Either but... someone treats me nice or else if they don't treat me nice, you know, it's their loss. But I deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. And that's why I'm going to be around positive people like you, what? Wendy. <laughs> that's right. You have to... Let people go and go with the people who are on your side 
who support you, who accept you and who help exactly. you lead yourself up. I mean, that's what I, I have a group in the morning that I normally go to. I didn't today, I had another obligation, but people who want the best for you and that's who you hang around. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, well said. So if nothing else, no, I'm done. I want to close with a customary ending. What advice would you give to anybody who is struggling in life and doesn't know where to turn to achieve that delicious bliss they are looking for? Well, I think mainly I just said it. You leave the people who don't serve you. That's right. Oh, yeah. Find the people who do serve you. And it may take a while. But what happened to me is I didn't give up. I Never give up. Not, not everything works. It's the same thing with my daughter. She never failed. There were teachers who thought she were afraid she was going to fail when I brought her back to the local school to be included, which was the best thing we ever did. But she didn't fail. There were things that we tried that didn't work. And the only thing that she failed at, she didn't fail at, people failed her. You got by it. By not giving her a chance. That's it. That's it. Awesome. Well, if nothing else, Wendy, thank you so much for being on Hope Without Sight. Give me a favor. Give me a favor. Can you please sing us a little song to close us out? Sing us another song, please. Get get your instrument. Yeah, you can do it. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to sing a whole song because I didn't prepare anything. (laughs) Okay. Uh, sing about my my daughter just a little bit from her bat mitzvah song I don't remember the rest <laughs> I have to practice you are Layla you bring a song to my heart you are Layla determined right from the start when you try and you try and succeed by and by you are Layla Beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody give it up for Wendy Weber on episode 49. Hope without sight. Everybody stay blessed. Living life where bliss reigns supreme. Peace out. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Hope Without Sight. With Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans and got a lot of takeaways from this podcast. We hope you feel renewed, inspired, and encouraged like you can just carry on and conquer the world. Please hit the subscribe button on all platforms and tell your friends and family to do the same. And in the meantime, blessings to all.